So story time. I um, I almost had the the vid. The Rona. The Rona. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Uh, but no, not really. Uh, not currently. I feel fine right now. I feel good. But that's spoiler alert. <laughs> that's that's all right, podcast over. Thanks for listening, yeah. guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for another great episode. Um, oh. Should I Instagram. start again with a teaser? <laughs> <laughs> that was the teaser. That was great. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. Basically. Um, <laughs> I thought I had it, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> that was perfection. That was that was a slam dunk. So how did you, how did those symptoms first start when you first started thinking to yourself like, uh-oh, I might have it. Well, like what was going through your head? What was going on in your life at the time? I was at work. I was feeling fine, but I didn't know at the time. A few days earlier, my dad wasn't feeling good, and then he was going to go and get tested, and it was a whole thing. So I'm like, okay, well, I already have that on my mind. So I started not feeling very good. I started, like, getting really tired and, like, lazy at work, which is really not like me, honestly. I do what I need to do so I can get out the door, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yep. um yeah, no, this time I was like, I need to finish up what's most important and then I have to leave. I have to leave. And especially if I feel like this, like, I feel like I'm almost putting, like, everyone else in danger, kind of. So I immediately just left work and then I stayed in bed for, like, the next, it's like, 48 hours. It was like, I wanted, I, the first day and a half, I felt, like, complete crap. Like, like Did you it, go to work the day after? no. No, and then I oh. took my my temperature when I got home, and I had, like, a really mild fever. It was, like... Oh, my God. It was, like, I don't even remember what was the first day. But then the next day when I woke up in the morning, it was, like, 100, like, right on the dot. So it was, Damn. like, mild, but at the same time, it was, like... Yeah, it's the danger zone. So um, I was, like, how well, How fast I'm just not did it happen? It's just crazy. How fast? Yeah, how fast? Um... During work, like within like an hour, I started like going downhill really, really quick. Shit. And Jesus. then, yeah, that's, so that's why I was like worried, but it must have been like something else. It had to have been because I only like had half the symptoms. So I was like super tired, like exhausted, the kind of tired that's like, I can't get up and like get the remote to change a channel. Like that kind of like, I don't feel like doing shit. So, yeah, fatigue. You're fatigued, basically. And then, I mean, I w had a little bit of a cough and with that mild fever. So I'm like, well, oh, my gosh. Like, that's what they say. Yeah, check one, for, check right? two, check three. You've got the Rona. And right. I didn't even really have that much of an appetite. I didn't know if it was just because of not feeling good or whatever the heck it was. And I had the biggest freaking headache. And I have no idea why. I'm like, so headaches aren't associated with this at all. So that's when so, I was like, I don't really, I'm not convinced that I completely have it. So I was just taking it easy um, that that day. And then I had to, oh my gosh, so this is a big deal. I didn't have a, um, I don't have a primary care doctor. So Of course, like oh, every millennial. <laughs> yeah. Who did you even call then? Um, so that was my problem. I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Most people have a primary care doctor. I guess um, what you what I could have did, um, which was recommended to me, was to go to CVS. 
But the only place that they were doing a testing location was in New Haven. And yeah, again, I close to you. <laughs> felt like I couldn't even get up to get the remote. So how the oh, hell am I going to drive to New Haven? So there was no way I, I could do that. And because the, they want you to show up alone, too. So it's not like someone could drive you. Which doesn't make, I mean, I get it. But like, it doesn't make any sense if you're displaying the symptoms, which is basically extreme fatigue there's yep. no way that somebody from the far reaches of the state is going to be like let me let me buckle up for a 45 minute to an hour drive like let's do right. that it that was, sounds like such fun, right? low accessibility Crazy. so of course it's going to spread because you don't even know if you have it so right, for me i go. i just made sure that i'm like no there's got to be a local place because i know they're doing this locally i just need to figure out without a primary care doctor how to make this happen for myself so basically i just looked online and in Groton, it's uh, Physician One Urgent Care. They do testing like at all of their locations across the state. So this is like a shameless plug, I guess, for them. <laughs> but yeah, shout it, to them. Sponsor us, well please. Uh, they have <laughs> so many different awesome people working there. I have to say they deserve all the shout outs that, because um, – like from the people I called and talked to and everything to like the nurse who came out and like did the nose swab and stuff. Um, it was like really simple. It was very easy. Um, but beforehand I did have to have a virtual doctor's visit. So like technically a doctor's note to go to get the test, but they offered it for like free or whatever. You just schedule a visit with a doctor. Like it's certain time. What is, what is that like? Do you just explain your symptoms or how does that go? Exactly. Yeah. So just like, I mean, obviously people are listening to us right now but like we can see each other over skype and so it's just like this it's just like a normal video chat with anybody and it worked fine it was great it was really convenient so it was so it was it was quick how long did that virtual doctor's visit last she was cool it was like five ten minutes not even are you serious yeah and i even asked her i'm like hey can i have you on the radio because you're like really well spoken (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it was yeah and she could tell too just by seeing you and how you're responding i think like honestly it's just human body language you can read somebody if they're sick or not you know yeah 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 yeah. and so so just by seeing me she could tell that i was in a little bit better shape and stuff so she wanted to make sure that i had like the note for work that i could go back but then i had to wait for the testing results and everything so i mean it wasn't 30 minutes like what cvs was saying but i also didn't have to drive two hours round trip to get it done right so and how who knows how long tested? i had to wait and all that stuff so so how was the process of being tested? Like, I know they got to do the nose swab. They got to put it, like, pretty much inside your skull. Like, you that's what it seems like. Yeah. You, you drive up. Is it is it like a drive-by, a drive-through? <laughs> so this one, conveniently, um, just because I'm in eastern Connecticut, I went to the Groton location. It's located in a giant plaza with, like, stop and chop and calls and, like, like everything. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But honestly, it's kind of eerie how empty the parking lot is because everybody's staying home and stuff so and because most of the stores are probably closed but um i pull up into the front of this their section of the plaza um they tell you to call them so i just called and told them that i was there and waiting and they were like okay somebody's out back like right now we'll give you a call in a minute and we'll have you drive around so you drive around the building once they're ready and then i sat and i just waited and played on my phone basically until the nurse is fully in their like protective equipment 
And then uh, she comes over to the car window. And I have to say, it was kind of weird because as I was rolling down the window, the only thing I could keep thinking to myself was, I'm not wearing my mask. But, like, I can't because she's got to take yeah, right. my nose yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So I felt bad for her. Like, you know what I mean? I just like, didn't even want to breathe on her even though I was feeling a little bit better, you know? Right. So. <laughs> But, yeah, she definitely takes a freaking what looks like the end of, like, a Q-tip with, like, some loose cotton. And then you think she's just going up your nose. And then she tells asks you to breathe in, like, breathe in through your nose. And then I guess you're opening up the canal up there. And straight up she, like, goes what feels like, I'm not going to lie, your freaking brain. It's kind of weird. Oh, and God. tickles it a little God bit. And then... It's out before you know it. It's it's really harmless. And me, I, ha- I this was really embarrassing too. I have to say, I instantly started crying. Like, oh. <laughs> I would too. Just because I wasn't I'm, expecting I'm not about it to feel like that. I guess, like, it was really. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Continue yes. on the conversation. I think somebody just rang my doorbell. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> that's this is what happens during podcasts. It's all live. It's local. It's interesting. It's cute. It's cute. It's, it Extra is cute. cute. <laughs> so I'm curious. So she sticks the the thing up your nose. What does she just say thanks and then bye? Or just is there more? To, is there more to it than that? No, honestly, that was it. And like, well, she did. T- she's like, you don't have to cry about it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but so she yeah does one nose and then the other nose. Well. I have two noses, apparently. You know, nostril, whatever. And right. um, then she, yeah, tells you they're going to call you with the results between three and five days. And okay. They go in and they te- test it, and then you, that's what you get. You get what you get. And I just kept waiting and waiting, and, yeah, it was just a quarantine with me and my husband because his job wouldn't allow him to work because I wasn't feeling good. Oh, okay. So they're they're being pretty strict about it then. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. So what I'm curious about is when they called you, did they just call you and say, "Hey, we're just reporting that your results are negative, and that's it." Um, when they called me, it was that simple. Yeah. Wow. Did, they just so said you, they. Oh, they made me. I think confirm like my date of birth or something. You know what I mean? Right. But then they Radio just said what call it was. Letters. And, I was yeah. like, no, I need, like, proof. What do I, how do I get proof? And they're like, well, because you're negative, you can come to the office and, like, we'll put it in an envelope for you. And that's that. <laughs> they shoot it out of a firework for you. They're like, negative. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I deserve a trophy after getting those thinking, freaking things shoved up my, into my Oh, my brain. God. Did, they didn't even give you a lollipop? I mean, I what know. is this world coming to? Unbelievable. Yeah. The smack on the ass and like, let's go. All right. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you do this for everybody? All right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess for me, I put like in like my insurance information and stuff like that. But they said even if like you weren't able to do that, like just the virtual doctor visit and I think the test too, I'm not sure, were just $50. So I'm like, oh, like if that's what it takes to like get an essential worker back to work, like why not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. So it's fifty dollars without insurance, then. Right. Okay. Oh, that, that's not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. And that's what I, I mean. mean and honestly, the, considering the test, but yeah, I just scheduled the time that I wanted, and I was like, 
they're allowing you to like schedule within like the next like five minutes. I'm like, how is there a doctor ready in the next five? Like what? And then sure yeah. enough, I'm not kidding. I scheduled like a certain time, but I left the meeting open because I was just surfing around uh, like shopping on the internet or something. And then the doctor like kept like saying my name and I was like, oh my gosh, like she's here like 20 minutes early. I'm like, hell yeah, girl. Damn. Like this was wow. great. So it was super convenient. Again, uh, what was it? Physician one, urgent care. Got to shout them out because that was, so, yeah. was pretty sweet. My question to you is what was your, when you get off the air, because I'm assuming this happened, like, was it on the air? Did you start saying no. like, hey, I start feeling like, okay. What was the reaction like, obviously, when you came back? Because you missed a couple days. Did, 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 was there like fears of like, uh-oh, she's got the Rona. You know what happened, Christian? Everybody speculated that I was pregnant. And I don't know how many times what? I have to tell motherfuckers that's not I'm happening. sorry, what? <laughs> that's amazing. Because they were like, no, no, she's feeling better or whatever by like this day. So yada-da-da-da-da-da. She must have just been not feeling good. She must have, maybe she had morning sickness. I hate, I hate hearing that. Well, can, oh, you, can you shut down the rumors once and for all? Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> I like that. All right, you heard it here first. The best pregnancy test I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. Just, it's not just happening. is not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Wow, very well, blunt. They used to just have the lines, but now they're just throwing it at you. <laughs> no, wouldn't that be a great product? Just you, you find out it's not happening. <laughs> you're like, nah. If it's positive, still... it says, "Bitch, you knocked up." <laughs> it's just to give me tumble. No, 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 not today. <laughs> oh my gosh, we live in a world where even in coronavirus national shutdown people will still assume a girl in her late 20s without a child is just pregnant and not even the coronavirus can't sick. kill sexism this is ridiculous right it, i'm right. just saying i just thought it was pretty funny no i heard that was just like a, a small rumor i'm blowing it out of proportion but <laughs> that's totally fine yeah that's, that's awesome, who though. i am it's okay uh yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, no, everybody basically, I think, like, the first few days they just were asking a lot of questions, honestly. Uh, obviously, I mean, because, well, who wouldn't want to know? Of course. So, and it is my responsibility to, like, let, like, at least, like, my bosses know, you know what I mean? Like, what the heck right. is happening? So, and it's I not like I don't <laughs> want to be at work, you know? Like, we have a fun job. Like, why wouldn't I want to be there? So, yeah. I, I can tell you without naming names that our boss uh, was extremely excited that you did not have the Rona. I was with him when uh, apparently news came down. So he was very pleased. I can tell you that right now. Well, what are we going to do here. without I was Pabs? pleased as well. Yeah, he wasn't like, God damn it, she doesn't have the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny, though. That would have been, been really fun. I don't know what I would have done if he did that. If he just turned around and was like, fuck, she doesn't have lie. it. lie. You could laugh How are you even supposed Christian? to respond to that? I don't even know. I probably would just walk <laughs> away, to be honest with you. Oh, God. So do you wow. have any updates That's about... About anybody you've come in contact with, anybody, uh, everybody's, everybody's fine, right? Your is your is your dad feeling okay? So yeah, um, we've been me and my brother uh, going to his place, not inside at all, and mm. we're just like helping him get the things that he needs. Um, like for example, like he's he has to have laundry done, right? But like, right. there's in his apartment building, like they've actually seen like people being like brought out into ambulances. 
So. Oh my god. Oh, no. Yeah, like they don't want to go. He, I'm not sending him to the laundry room in the apartment complex, and you don't want to get like touch other things and like get other people infected. So, right. uh, like, put all your stuff in a bag, and then like I'll bring it to a laundromat who is like trained for like sanitizing all these things and washing them correctly, and and then they'll give them back to me in a fresh bag, and I'll give them back to you. So. That's awesome. Good for you. But just like stuff like that, like, you know, you don't think about or even realize like people who've been in quarantine for so long, if they don't have like, a, I guess, safe washing and drying machine or area yeah. to do that. It's just like, yeah, that's yeah. an it's added really, stress. really tough. And so and like I was telling him, I'm like, you can get like delivery. Like, luckily, he has like a ground floor apartment. So that way he can like see through the screen door. Hey, shout to him. Same Z's. <laughs> so so the best. it's the best. Right. So like I'm like, you can just have food like delivered if necessary or whatever here. But I know he's not like super comfortable doing that yet. And he's just a little bit uh, stressed out about like the virtual appointments and stuff like that. Because if you're not like super savvy on the computer all of the time, it can be like a little bit complicated I guess and it's new to him so uh but he's definitely he seems to be feeling better it's just like it depends on the day and I don't think that the weather being rainy or anything like that would help at all so (laughs) today's being kind of crappy out there but hey he's hanging in uh he said like April 18th I think he started not feeling good I don't know like I haven't looked at that on the calendar so by doing the math right now when we're recording this it's the 30th, so I'm like, we're almost coming up on two weeks of you not feeling that good, man. So Yeah. yeah. But he's still just super exhausted. He's got those symptoms. He's just, like, tired, 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 and he just is not feeling good. He's got, like, cough like crazy every time I hang out with him. He's coughing all the time, so. But, again, there's good days and stuff, so. That's yeah, well, it's see. it's also like scary because we keep forgetting that just because you're coughing or you're tired, it doesn't automatically mean you have coronavirus. Like you might just have a cold. You know what I mean? Like you might just have the flu or or something along those lines. You might just have a stomach bug. And that's the scary thing is like you just kind of have to assume that you have the right. virus. Yep. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like that sucks a lot. Well, yeah. You know? He went and he got tested after doing the whole virtual visit himself. And, and so he, and he's positive. And then my aunt actually tested positive as well. Um, the one in Michigan. And I also have an aunt in Colchester and she tested positive too. So it's, whoa, it definitely, I, ha- I have multiple people in my life who are very affected by it. So it's yeah. still very real. Like hearing on the news, that like hospitalizations are going down like that's great news and I'm happy to hear yeah. it but at the same time like I feel like it's not super reality because in my personal circle people are still just getting it you know right right well I think and that's the cra- that's the craziest it. thing it's the craziest thing too because I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like okay it's starting to die down for me like the the cases in my town have gone down the cases around my town have gone down you know it's to us it's in New Haven County at least it's kind of just washed over us and I think it's starting to make its way towards really, really hard like Eastern Connecticut to be completely honest with you. I mean, I hope yeah. not and I don't know if it's just like the testing or whatnot, but like I'm saying to like people on the radio, like you can go and get tested. Like I straight up even asked my doctor, like I didn't think that I was going to be eligible 
that readily, especially to get tested because, well, while I am considered an essential worker, I'm not a healthcare worker. I'm not, um, like, I am taking care of my dad, I guess, but, like, I'm not in living with him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, like, yeah. I didn't feel like I kind of, I felt like I was stealing a test a little bit from somebody who really could need it. But she was like, that's not how it is anymore. It was like that initially. She's like, but now anybody, almost anybody can get tested as long as they have just that doctor's note in some pre-qualifying conditions. And that's yeah. really all it takes is if you don't feel good, get freaking tested. So Yeah. Well, what we're really talking about, what me and Molly have talked about before is uh, antibody tests. Yeah. Uh, you know, antibody tests, because to find out like who has had it in the past and just didn't show any symptoms because... Uh, as I've told you guys before, Molly is totally convinced. And at, fir at first I was like, now nah, it's just a conspiracy. This isn't true. And now reports are showing, nope, this is probably true, uh, that the virus has been here since like December or January. And in February, I had all of the symptoms of the virus. Um, yeah. And remember, like I was teaching at, at uh, multiple universities and colleges at the time. I was literally also like hosting events. I was hosting trivia and the whole thing. So literally, I was coming into contact in a single week with hundreds of people. In a yeah. single week, I was coming into contact with hundreds of people. At the university, I would be walking around with hundreds of people. And in February, I got one of the worst coughs of my entire life that lasted two and a half weeks. I had a fever. I had this whole thing, of course, me being a stubborn asshole that I am. And, you know, the coronavirus was in the United States. You know, sometimes we have a cold. You just still go into work and you just don't cough on people. Like, our culture was just embedded in that way where... Hey, even if you're sick, like if you can still, I still felt fine ish. Um, I felt a little bit crappy, but I felt fine enough to go to work. Literally nothing would get rid of my cough. Nothing would get rid of my symptoms. Not a single medication I used did anything to get rid of any of my symptoms. I would just like chug cough medicine. Wouldn't even touch it. Wouldn't yeah. even do anything. And then Molly's convinced that now we have anti uh, antibodies because uh, she thinks that it, I might have had coronavirus, and uh, I'm thinking maybe I did because I think it might have just been a milder case of it, but I have never had a cough like that in my life, like literally never. Um, so I, I really want I'm curious when the antibody cases come out, I think we're going to find that tons of people, Christian, you and Michelle might have had it in the past. And I think we did. not show any symptoms. I, I think we definitely did because there was a basically like a flu like something or other, exactly like you said. I had the fever, I had the fatigue, I had just the body soreness and everything. And it ripped through our office actually in Hartford um, by like January. I mean, everybody got sick from like. Mm -hmm managers to salespeople to people on air and engineers and every, everybody was sick. And it lasted, like you said, about two weeks. And I've never been sick like that before. I tried everything. I tried every sort of medicine under the sun and it just worked its way out of my system. And eventually I felt better, but you know, I'm going to look back on that and go, okay, wait a second. You know, did I have it? Did Michelle have it? Did this person have it? Did that person have it? Like, same thing like you. I hosted trivia four nights a week. I was still on the radio four days, you know, five days a week. Like, it's, right. you still go to work. I haven't missed a day of work. But, like, how many people did I give it to? So, you don't, you don't know. That's yeah. the scary part is you don't know. And it's different for everybody. It could be extremely mild for somebody. Like, they don't even know they have it or they're asymptomatic. Or, you know, in... 
like Alyssa's case or like Alyssa's dad's case, you have this wicked, wicked cough. In your case, same thing. This wicked cough that just refuses to go away and it'll not yeah. work itself out of your system. So you don't know. That's the scary part about it. But I, I mean, it, it sounds scary, but when you really think about it, I mean, based on the cases we have is how we're basing our mortality rate around that. But what if it turns out that a huge majority of Americans had it in the past in the past couple of months and just never showed symptoms. You know, maybe we would find, I mean, it's definitely a deadly virus because it spreads so fucking much. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, is just, I, that's what I'm hoping for is that, uh, me and Molly already got it and I, she didn't show symptoms and I did. Um, because I, all three of us, we, when we really think about it, think about in January and February when they said the virus, uh, actually first technically first came here. Think about how many people all three of us are around on a daily basis with the events oh that God. we host with, you know, classes that I'm teaching and the whole thing. We're around tons of people constantly like there was such a big chance that somebody gave it to us and then we gave it to a bunch of people like it, it's kind of crazy to think about. But it might be that like most people have had it in New York. They're finding tons of people have had it for months because uh, they found antibodies in, in people's systems. It's really fascinating and terrifying and comforting all at the same time. And an emotion doesn't make sense to me. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like I've gone so many times to the grocery store. I've gone so many times to the bank before it closed. I've gone so many times to just stores in general before everything shut down when I was feeling crappy. But I wasn't thinking about the coronavirus. I was just thinking, right. man, I feel crappy. I got to get X, Y, and Z. I got to get, right. you know, this. I have to do this. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to feel even worse. But, you know, is that the... It, should I have probably been wearing a mask? Yeah, but wearing a mask... If you wore a mask out in public in January, people would look at you like you were insane. Right. That was like the you, weirdest part. You had people that did that, but at the same time, when you looked at them, you were like, this motherfucker, get this, get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah. Get out of here with that nonsense. But now, if you're not wearing a mask, number one, they won't even let you in the grocery stores. Right. Forget even like forget even trying to shop. They'll stop you at the door and be like, no, 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 no. Like at a club, you have the wrong shoes on. Big man, big man. No, 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 no. Yeah, you <laughs> ain't today, bringing girls today. in here. You can't. No, come no, in. no, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> so you know, it's it's different. It's gonna change the way we live for the next couple of years. I I really believe that. To be honest, do you guys with you. think we're gonna have PTSD after all this is done? Some will. So yeah, yeah. some yeah. will. You'll have people that won't leave their houses. I guarantee it. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the massive number of people, too, whose, like, job used to be at work, and now it's at home, and then those people are not going to want to go back. Or, like, no, do you just like, see the unnecessary shit. business? That's It's just, why? Why are you driving? Why are you commuting? It's just literally to fill a gas tank to pay somebody else? Like, right. just so I can fuel the economy? No, I can do my work right here at home. And it's just, it's frustrating for me because... If I was one of those people, I know I would be super kind of sad to have to go back if I really felt it wasn't necessary. I mean, I yeah. get like, I don't know, maybe it would change society in a way that like those people like go to work maybe once a week or right. once a month even, you know what I mean? Or they all meet up on one day and that becomes a norm like that we just all get used to in this world. That like instead of like going to work every day, people work for home and then they come to work at this one location once a month and then when they all get together and do what they need to do within a day or a week and then nobody 
has to commute anymore. I mean, right. yeah, I, I think you, you're absolutely. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right because there's. I can speak from kind of experience. My uncle works for a furniture design company. He's already said that half of the people that commute in aren't. They're not going to because yeah. the company set them up with stuff from home. They can respond to emails. They jump on Zoom calls. They jump on Skype calls. They're like, if I don't need to come in, I'm not coming in. Yeah. yeah. In a Why waste sense, the gas? In a, in, in a comedic sense, think about all the meetings, especially, uh, uh, and I'm not in, in broadcasting so much anymore, but I remember when I was working with you guys, Think about all of the meetings that we would be there and we had to drive far to get into and we'd be like, why the fuck are we here right now? <laughs> I mean, please, for the love of God, no more meetings. Because we would we would drive 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour to go to a meeting where they would tell us stuff and we would be like, this could have been an email. This, this been works. Email. Like, this video shit and stuff in front of us works. So like, And it's worked for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, but they've never used it because they, well, well, we don't know how to do it. Well, now we're forced you to know to. how to do it, and now right. you have it. Yep. It's the people, too, who who understand this technology that became the most marketable. Of course. During this time. Yeah, you're you know? right. It's, I mean, it's, it's. I can't imagine how difficult it's been for others to adapt, though. Or, like, yeah. teachers. Oh, My goodness. The freaking Yo, shout to what? them. What is happening? How are you teaching a classroom on a video screen, Maxwell? How does how is it done? So it's not it's 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 not necessarily <laughs> it's not. me who's suffering. That's <laughs> it's not done. Everything is bad. Um, so it's it's funny because it's really not a good amount of college professors who are suffering from this. There, there are college professors who are suffering from this. The ones who don't understand technology, um, they don't understand how like virtual meetings uh, are, are done. But it's, it's mostly elementary school, middle school, and high school teachers because those environments are just not really all that designed well to format into an online environment. Think about it. In college, we have online classes. I mean, University of Phoenix has been doing the online thing since the internet existed, right? But your elementary school, think about your local elementary school. Like, there's no online classes for That's an elementary I mean. school, you know? So um, it's been a nightmare Crazy. for some. Others have adapted pretty well. They create programs. They give students their work. But it's, you know, I'm a big fan of, of the virtual sense. You know, I got a studio. I... I, I hate saying this, uh, but ever since the pandemic started, I've been doing actually really well. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I've been getting hired. Literally, one of my universities just gave me an overload of classes. Like, I, as an adjunct, have never had an overload. They have to request from the dean that they give me more than the maximum amount of classes that an adjunct is allowed. Literally, for the first time in my career, I've gotten an overload. Nice. Um, so, you know, I'm going for my master's program. I'm studying and researching virtual reality. I've I've gone to five or six virtual reality presentations in virtual reality in the past week. In fact, right before we recorded this podcast, I was going to a presentation in virtual reality. Um, I'm teaching a virtual reality class. I'm discovering how to implement virtual reality with, you know, you can go into virtual reality and like go into a biology lab and a recording studio and interact with everything. The capabilities are incredible. However, the technology, it's not that the technology is limited, it's that people are. It's really, really tough. I mean, you you can't buy a VR helmet or a laptop for every single kid in America. It's a lot easier to just drive them 
uh, or put them on a bus to go to an elementary school. And also for their development, growing up in a virtual reality world is really tough for development. So it's really the younger students and teachers, uh, you know, teachers of like younger generations that are, are really having a tough time with this. Um, it's not easy for them because think about when you're a kid, you interact with others that you build social skills by interacting with other students. You know, you uh, call another kid a name, then they their face scrunches up and you're just like, oh, God, like that's a bad feeling. Like that's how they learn things. But with mm -hmm. this environment, it's it's not easy. Well, you have to I compensate feel a lot like my nieces, too. Like you said, like just the de de developmental oh my gosh what is wrong with me today what happened to my brain i think it's, it's the, the coronavirus it's okay but like the developmental qualities and everything that you should be experiencing i have a is she six months old now like my goodness six months you're seeing the same faces over and over again but like don't you want your baby to be like in public and see other people's faces but it's just like right. that you can't do that yeah <laughs> so, so it's just like i'm wondering like what is this baby missing out on i have a three-year-old niece like she must be going freaking crazy like I, I crave the attention, and I know she's just the same as well, but, like, to get that from other people who aren't just your immediate family, you know? And I know she is part of such a huge, loving family, and they have everything that they need for her, but, like, at the same time, it's just, like you said, the challenges of of the younger generation is having to tackle with all of this. There's so many kids yeah. who just don't even get what's happening. Like, they just don't understand it. They have yeah, to it's have gonna it explained be stories to later. Yeah, it's I mean, gonna it's it's their nine eleven basically to put it into layman's terms. It's gonna be something that they live, not know what's going on, and it's gonna have to be explained to them. Well, this is what happened. This is the fallout of it. This is why why re we reacted like we did, and this is why we wear masks in public now, or like gloves in public now, or sanitize everything. It's that's gonna be their new norm. They're gonna grow up like that, and somebody's gonna have to tell them. Well, think about it this way. When we were younger and 9-11 was going on, I, I don't remember what age I was, but I was so young that somebody had to explain to me what was happening. I still didn't really get it. Yeah. Like, I came home one day with my backpack and I got, you know, my my shirts, my, my, my shirt and my pants and I'm just like a little kid and I'm just walking in and I looked at my dad who, my dad is, is, is like six foot three, six foot four, is a huge, huge person, 230 pounds. You never see him react to things like, you know, he has emotions. He's not a robot, but he's kind of like the, the, the generic big tough guy, right? He has got his hand over his mouth in the most shock I've ever seen him in my entire life. And he's looking at the TV and there's smoke coming out of this building. And I didn't know anything about New York. I didn't know what the World Trade Center was. I didn't know a plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center and one of the most populated cities in the world. Like, yep. I was unaware of all of that stuff. So I don't understand if they're, I don't think they're ever going to truly, like, get it, get it. Their brains just aren't developed enough to understand what's really happening. I think you're right. Like, well, I think a lot. Look and back on it. For that, I think, like, there was a lot of, like, terror involved, obviously. I remember a lot of, like, it wasn't explained to me. that Like, I'm trying to think back, and people, for the most part, tried to be, like, bad people who don't like America just wanted to hurt us. And that's right. where I got it. Like, that, that was the point that I received, you know? But, like, I, if someone had sat me down and delved deeper, I think maybe I could have understood it a little bit better better and i'm wondering now like 
are, are certain kids grasping it or is it everybody who just can't understand it or is right. it just not being explained correctly like i actually read a story this morning there was a teacher who has been so great during this whole virus that she actually has a class of over 88,000 kids now like they tune Damn. in for this like i think it's like an hour she's like a a former kindergarten teacher i think but anyway she said that she used glitter to explain to the children like how germs spread. So she's yeah. like, I coughed like the glitter into my hands and then now your hands have glitter and she's like, you touch your face, you touch it, now you have glitter everywhere. And I mean, well, that's a normal kindergarten teacher's job probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the kids, I think they quickly understand and I'm like, what a great visual that must be for them to see. But like, again, I just, it, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I'm not that age, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's... <sighs> I feel like this is one of those things where it's not going to be a situation where in a news cycle, only certain stories last so long. I mean, this is going to be one of those things where it lasts forever. I mean, it's we're always going to talk about it. Yep. Or people are going to keep referencing back to it. Oh, like that's the reason because of coronavirus or before the Rona. Before exactly just like the economic collapse in 2008 and it's like yeah. do you know what i mean it's this is people we we look back on that think about that we keep referring back to that and that yeah. was shit compared to what we're going through right now so can you oh, imagine yeah. this is going to be responsible for literally every problem in america for like the next 20 to 50 years yeah I feel the blame already. <laughs> <laughs> yay. Oh, yay. This is going to be so much fun. We'd like to have fun here. Well, I you know, mean, we we'll... Like a good time. Hey, like Michael Scott said, adapt, <laughs> react, apt, readapt. <laughs> I think I got it right. Beautiful. <laughs> there has never been a perfect, more perfect ending than how Alyssa just wrapped things up. <laughs> That was a beautiful bow that made me laugh. That was great. Uh, Well, you know what? All we could do is just stay safe, and hopefully all of our listeners are staying home. They're staying safe. Stay away from the Rona. That that bad Rona is a bad influence. Um, Thank you to my co-hosts, at Christian Turnquist. Um, that's another thing that pandemic has changed about me. I've totally forgot to say at Christian Turnquist. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. What a shame. I'm why? why does that get me every time? I'm sorry. I don't know. Just so, <laughs> so crushed it. that you haven't been saying that for the past <laughs> two months. It's back, yeah. baby. Breaks my heart. I'm doing it to make Alyssa laugh. Okay. Her laughter is like a child's a lot, uh, laughter. You know, she's <laughs> don't get a respect around here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen, you always get respect, all right? <laughs> Listen, much respect, much love to at Christian Turnquist. Um, that actually sounds weirdly worse when I put more emphasis on, on Quist. Turnquist. Turnquist. Let's get Turnquist <laughs> up in here. Um, <laughs> actually, that could be your DJ name. Uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Alyssa, at Pebs1077, who is still <laughs> laughing uh, at this. She's having a great time. She's having a great day. Um, who is congratulations coronavirus free um, and uh, she is all good she is uh, she's returning yeah. to work um, and, uh, and once again everybody please stay home stay safe uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Maxwell's Magic Hour and I am at Maxwell McFly and email our Gmail uh, Maxwell's Magic Hour at gmail.com 
Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, everybody stay safe and binge your favorite Netflix shows. Try it out. So uh, thank you to all of our listeners at home, and we'll see you next time. No Rona. Christian? I, I did it. I did the thing. <laughs> I Goodbye. <guess> <laughs>